This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast where, of course, Leicester City have just battered Tottenham Hotspur at the King Power Stadium 4-1. It was a fantastic performance last week against the champions Manchester City and this is probably the worst performance of the season so far. I've got three very very special guests to talk about the game today. Um, Let's introduce them. We've got Gareth McGuinness all the way from Northern Ireland. Gareth, how are you? Been better, Chris. Been better. Uh, terrible record on this show, of course. I think, I've, I think I was counting up today. It's like six, I think, set, like the last seven shows. I think we've lost six. So it's just don't help me out. Oh, miserable. We've also got singer Leo the Lion back with us. Leo, how are you? What's up, mate? You're right. Hold on. Let me just clean my screen. That's a bit, it's a bit clearer now. It was a bit blurry. All the, uh, the pain, even my laptop was crying watching that game. So, uh, yeah, I'm all right. I'm alive. Well, lovely to have you back. And uh, we've also got singer James Black with us. James, how are you doing? Yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah awful. <laughs> that, was, that was disgraceful. Yeah. Well, let's get straight into it. I, I'm, I'm literally recording this podcast uh, metres away from the King Power Stadium. I've just come out of the ground. Um, that was... Uh, an absolute disgrace, uh, if I'm honest. Um, James, let's start the show with you. Give me your thoughts. Uh, yeah, terrible. Um, my thoughts are, this is, sorry to start so negative, but that could be the top four. Forget about the top four. That defence display was just terrible. I think it's like a championship defence of four-star Davis, Dyer, uh, Tanganga, Sanchez coming on. I think they, these are championship players, the way that they're playing. Um, I think our strike force have got them out of jail quite a lot. I know we've got clean sheets the last bit, but um, yeah, I think it's all about the FA Cup now and hopefully Woolwich not winning the league. That's the season for me now because that was terrible. 
James, how on earth can we beat the champions one week and then literally a week later, a performance like that today? Well, my flatmates are Tottenham fan and we were just saying exactly that. I don't, I don't, I can't put my finger on it. Obviously, I think, I know that the commentary, commentary was saying that Forster weren't to blame for that goal, but I think he should have got at that. I know it was a worldie, but he should have got at that in the near post, a big gap there. So I think losing Lloris, maybe losing Romero is a big thing. I think Porro had a terrible um, debut, worst debut since Jonathan Woodgate for Real Madrid. I think that was absolutely disgraceful. These, these debuts. <laughs> I think there's there's a few things. I think we've been unlucky with injuries, but yeah, I just don't understand Tottenham. I don't understand how we go from that to that. I don't get it because the display was good against Man City. It wasn't just the result. But yeah, I mean, we've got to forget about top four if we're going to play anything like that. Gareth, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts on today's game. Where, where do we start, Chris? Absolute disaster from start from the I main... We got off to a good start, obviously. Actually looked okay first 10, 15 minutes. Um, but as soon as that first the first goal went done, we just absolutely crumbled. Um conceding that goal right on the stroke of half time. I think Conte said before when we conceded second goals, we just seemed to crumble. Um and that was a sucker punch. Um and in the end, four one, it could have been five, six, you know, that's the only thing that's bad enough at four one, but it could have been it could have been really painful. Um and like you said there, it's hard to put your finger on why we can beat Man City. And look, we looked watertight last week at the back. Um, we didn't really look like you conceding. Like there wasn't there was that one Mares chance last week at the crossbar. Apart from that, don't remember City really creating anything. We looked really good at the back. You know, we made that tactical switch with Dyer, seemed to be dropping under the middle. Um, they stopped us getting outnumbered. But the same problems have occurred today. We were outnumbered in midfield. That's happened far too many times this season. And I, rem- I was watching one of your shows a few weeks back and there was an Italian fellow, um, Spurs fan. I don't know, what's his name again, sorry? Simone. Simone. And he was saying that one of Conti's biggest weaknesses is he doesn't adapt. He- he's not an adaptable manager. You know, he's seen that A with it, the 75 minutes was gone before he made a change. He's very much got plan A and if plan A doesn't work, he, he doesn't really know how to fix it. Um, and that's a big worry, that the same formation keeps getting played, same players, regardless of mistakes. I know today Romero was a big mess, but you can't lose one player and be, and be completely, you know, a different team. Um, and if you think about last week, you know that performance against Man City last week, you could have, you could have played, you could have put on a tip from the year before. It was exactly the same. City, we shut them out. They don't create much chances. We got a goal in the counter attack, although this time it was a mistake from, um, I think it was Rodri played a poor passing. So, you know, that was a flash in the pan, Chris. Today was a big test for us. I thought today was a massive game in terms of where we were at. You know, if we could win today and could that build us up for the rest of the season, but it was just more of the same. Um, you know, I've been very outspoken before about the manager. Um, we'll, we'll come on to that, I'm sure, at some stage. But, Chris, I don't know where we're going as, 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 as a club. You know, Conte's been here now, you know, 13, 14, 15 months, and, you know, we're, we're still an absolute shambles at the back. Doesn't matter what what team plays, we were absolutely slitting the race over the last few weeks, you know. And sometimes you don't realize what you have until it's gone. And um, Foresters absolutely miles off the race. We need better than the race. But as James said about the first goal, it was a good strike, but it's right in the middle of the goal. He's had it well, but you know, a half, a half decent keeper saves that. But it's no excuse for what happened. I think people are play, are being harsh on Poro. It's his first game. He needs he needs he needs a buy ball. You know, it's hard to judge a player in one game. 
Um, you know, if we judge Stephen Bergman in one game, he scored a goal against Man City and he didn't really do much for us apart from that game against Leicester last year. So I wouldn't judge a player in one game, but the likes of Dyer, um, Sanchez, you come on, Davis again, the same players making the same mistakes all the time, Chris. And tactically today, it was all wrong. We were caught out so many times. Um, and I, I just don't believe this formation suits the players. We might get away with it for one game, but two games, but as the season goes on, it's been fine. Leo, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts on today's four-one defeat. Well, you know, it's it's it's, uh, it's pretty frustrating, you know, um, especially as you said last week, as we all witnessed. You know, we that was probably our best game of the season. The way we played, we looked solid. We looked compact. We 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 looked like we well, we were in control of that game. You know especially against, you know, a, a team like Man City. And then to come here today, um, obviously we didn't have, you know, Romero, who obviously, you know, in, in defence, you can see the impact that he has, you know. And I think, you know, when, you, when Gareth is talking about, um, you know, the team shouldn't crumble just on the back of one player going missing, I think sometimes a certain player, you know, has an aura about him that, maybe can galvanise the, the, the teammates around him to up their game, you know, or maybe because his, the lack of him not being there, you know, the defence might lose a bit of confidence or the the way that we play, you know, team the players are not um, comfortable with it. So, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm really trying to be positive here, <laughs> Chris. You know, I'm trying to look at, you know, the, the positive things. I don't think um, top four is gone. Yeah, I still have um, faith in, in us, you know, put, putting a run together. And, and getting us that top four, I just feel like it's really frustrating because when we don't, when when we okay, we lose players like uh, Romero, um, Lloris, who, you know, I, I'm not really, recently I've not really been a fan of of, of him. I think he's, he's, he's outstayed his welcome. But the fact that we brought in Fraser Foster now, and as Gareth and James said earlier, for me, like he felt like, I felt like he dived after the ball was in the net. You know, he just, he was very, there's certain shots that I felt that he could have saved. So again, I don't know if that could have been a contributing factor to the overall, how we, how we play today. We just look dysfunctional at the back. Um, Again, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. I still believe that we can, I still honestly believe that we can make the top four. I think today was just one of those days where you, you, you can see a great goal from Matt, from uh, is it M- M- Mandy? Mandy was it was that, that Mandy, yeah. Mandy that scored. It was, a, it was a great strike. Whether the keeper could have saved it or not, it was on target. It was powerful. So I give him the blight for that. The other goals, obviously, the, you know, we lost the ball and then we were literally open. I don't know if Dyer was trying to get into the middle as he was doing last last week, but we were totally exposed. It was like two against one, and then we scored the second one. It, you know. It's tough. I still believe we can make top four. I don't want to. I don't want to be disheartened. Maybe Conte should have um, stayed in Italy for the operation a bit longer. Maybe he came back a bit too early. But um, yeah, we're frustrated. But I think we just have to move on till till to, to the next game and uh, try and you know see if we can win that, Chris. Because right now, I don't know. I, I, maybe we were unlucky today. There's a lot of criticism on Antonio Conte right now, Leo. Is that fair? Yeah. Um, 
No. No, not really. I mean, we're hurt. I understand we're hurt. I think when we take, when we, as Spurs fans, when we, <laughs> Danny, you be quiet. We'll talk at the end of the season. I think with, um, with Spurs fans, people like Danny especially, I think we get, we are, what, what, what's the word I can say? I feel like... Knee-jerk reactions. Yeah, knee-jerk reactions. I feel like we, we, our expectations are a bit too much for the team that we are on, the position that we're in. Conte has just come in. And I know he's been here a, a, a season a season and a bit now. But we've got to take into consideration the, the conditions in which he came in, the teams that the, the players that he inherited, the fact that we were coming off the COVID uh, pandemic and situations like that. Um, plus the fact that we're not a Chelsea, we're not a, a, a Inter Milan, we're not, a, we're not a top team, a winning team, we're Spurs, okay? And so, yes, we've got a great, a great winner in Conte, but we have to give him time. We have to give him the windows, the opportunities for him to fully bring in the players that he feels can do the job for him. Because this is not a Conte team. This is not yet a Conte team. We have, because a Conte, a Spurs team needs to have depth and we don't have depth. Look what we, look what we, um, look what we, we got in today. We got Tanganga coming in today. You know, we have Fraser Foster coming in today. We have players like uh, um, Simon Davis, who for me is a, is a squad player, but, for us to, to have the consistency and challenge, we need quality players as backup that we can bring in when the likes of the first team Romero is not there. So I know I can understand why Spurs fans want to criticize Conte and say maybe you know he, tactically he 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 doesn't he's not able to change in, uh, um, during the games. But again, we have to understand his pe who he is, the fact that he is a winner. We have to give him time. We have to give Spurs a bit more time. And I think we should start judging and criticising maybe the second season, the third season, if he does stay. I think that's when we can start saying, OK, you know, we've given you guys an opportunity to do what you what you expect to do and you've not done it. But to come in now, you know, like I said, with the, these conditions as Conte's coming and to start criticising a serial winner when we're Spurs, it's a bit disrespectful, you know. And Sorry, I think just, Spurs, just, just, just to jump on to you, I think what makes it very difficult as well today is that so like I've co I coached myself, and mm. I remember one time I was um I'll give you a bit of background. I was actually sick for a game, right. and one of the parents stepped in and took the team, and they beat the team that was top of the league, and they beat them right. quite well. And I thought next game, I don't know why I thought I just felt this myself, and it's probably something that's it's relevant to this conversation. Is right. Conte would have felt pressure coming on today because we played so well last week, mm. and that he wasn't on the touchline, and therefore it comes back on today, and we've had our worst performance. So. I just reflecting on what I felt serious pressure that day. We actually lost the game too. Um, yeah, but Gareth, felt, oh my God, am I better? Am I better off with a little pitcher? So I think people that are mm -hmm. criticizing Conte shouldn't just look at today because he was missing last week and he was back today. I mean, I've been like Alex's comment here. If you watch some of the shows I've been on here, I've been very critical of Conte this season. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be reading too much into the fact that he was missing last week and he was back today. I think there's bigger, bigger issues than that. It just looks bad because of what mm -hmm. happened today and what happened last week. But, but do you think you know, but Gareth, sorry, go ahead. But Gareth, do you think like with Conte being having the experience that he has, 
is going to feel that pressure because if he plays in big games, there's big games, there's finals that he's played in. There's bigger games that have more pressure that he's played in. And this, I don't think the fact that we beat Man City and he's coming to Leicester is that much of a pressure for, for a manager of that experience. That's going to crumble. To, to be honest with you, every game for a manager's pressure, obviously there's mm. different levels of pressure, but every you get to be nervous before every game. You want to win. You want to go out there and you, you automatically think if we have a bad day, especially when like, all right, we got a good result last week and we beat Fulham and we've been on a wee bit of a run. But, you know, things haven't been going that well. There's a lot of stuff going on in the background. You know, Levy's comments this week about, about stuff. So there's a lot of uncertainty around us at the moment in terms of where we're going, who's going to be the coach next year, you know, what kind of money is going to be available. So, and the fact that we played so well last week and he wasn't here, I thought it brought added pressure to him personally. You know, we don't, we don't know. I'm only speculating. I don't know Conte personally. So, but I, from a manager's point of view, albeit on a very low level compared to what Conte's dealing with, you feel pressure every game. And especially if you've been away for missing for a game and you come back you and the teams play well, you do feel more pressure. Um, mm. And the fact that we went so wrong today, I think that's why a lot of fans, I mean, there's people right in here let Billy Neep take over. I mean, that's just completely, you know, that's madness yeah. because Conte would have had a big hand on how the team set up last week. You know, yes, of he course. was on the country, but he, you know, still in his right-hand man. So, they're all in it together. They all they all have the same ideas. All right, they'll disagree in certain things, but they all have the same idea. They're working with the players in the training patch. So I wouldn't be reading too much on the oh, I mean, if Conte gets sacked next week, if Stellini took over one every game, that's not going to happen. So I think people just need to be careful in terms of reading too much on the one game today. Fair enough if you're judging Conte over a long a longer period, but I wouldn't just judge him on one game today and the fact that he's been missing. But the biggest worry for me is looking at him. He doesn't look. He doesn't look healthy, and that, that's not, not obviously he's had that operation. But yeah, mentally, looks- I, mentally, I don't think he's right because we, we, we still know no more about his contract. What if he's going to be here next year? That's got to be faltering through to the players. He did so, look wretched today. I looked at looking look, at him. He looked really frail, didn't I, he? But he's come up. He's come back from an operation. So, but yeah, James. Let's, let's come to you. Um, I want to talk about the starting eleven because um, I know some people say that I don't criticise Antonio Conte. I feel a little bit critical of him today because I felt that he got it wrong. Pedro Porro, of course, a January transfer signing. He was on the bench last week against Manchester City. Emerson Royale was man of the match last week. I cannot believe I'm saying this because Emerson Royale has had so much stick from Spurs fans, particularly on this channel, from a lot of the guests about him not being good enough. But last week... It was a man-of-the-match performance. He was absolutely fantastic. In my opinion, I think that Emerson Royale should have started the game. I predicted it before the game that Pedro Porro would play today because I felt that Antonio Conte would make that move. Um, I also don't agree with Tanganga playing um, above Davinson Sanchez. Now, let's let's talk about the starting eleven. Um, Forster in goal. The back three of Tanganga, Dyer and Davis. The wing-backs of Porro and Perisic. In midfield, Benton Kerr and Hoybier. And then the front three of Kulisevsky, Kane and Son. On the sub bench today, Lucas, Austin, Sanchez, Lengley, Emerson Royale, Skip, Saar, Danjuma and Richarlison. James, what do you think of the starting eleven today? Um, I guess the, my first point is, if we're going to be really, really honest with ourselves, each Spurs fan, how many of us went, oh, great, Poro's starting, being really honest when he saw his name. Yes, Emerson was fantastic. And he was the match before as well. But before that was atrocious. So I would imagine it, uh, the majority of Spurs fans were happy to see Porro there, even though Emerson got um, man of the match because we all wanted him through the window. 
Um, having said that, he was terrible. Um, he was. I know we can't judge him straight away. Like it, it's, it's really harsh to judge him on that, throwing him in the deep end like that. Especially probably again, uh, the pressure of how good Emerson Royale has been the last few games, and he'd been aware. He'd be aware of that. So that position itself, I think Conte was damned if he does, damned if he don't, if I'm honest. Yeah, I do believe he's had the pressure that Gareth mentioned. I do believe that, that Stellini did a great job. But again, I reckon he put a lot of um, a lot of uh, say into that lineup. to be honest with you. Um, I also think, yeah, I think that back line, if Conte, Conte is a winner, right? He is a winner at different clubs. But as he had a worse defence than Davis, Dyer, Tanganga, Forster. No! He's never had a worse defence than that. So can no. we blame him when Conte's right. system is all about that defence and we're going to get uh, being strong? And that defence is, is not far off a championship defence. I went through the table just before I come on and I thought, which one of these teams would have that for? I know we've had the injuries, but which one of these teams would have that defence? None. Defense? None. So uh, as much as I do, I do blame. I think Conte's to blame as well. I think... He, he got it wrong. It, it, it played out that he got it wrong. We sh he should have played Rao for how well Porro played. Um, I'd probably agree with you on Sanchez over Tanganga as well, to be honest. What Tanganga was atrocious, and I'd rather have seen Sanchez. But having saying that, I'd rather see Sanchez. He's not. He's not a top four. Is he a top six? He's not even a top ten defender for me. He's not. He's not a Premier League. I sometimes no, no, only plays. No, I think he should even be playing. Of should even be a, a professional footballer. There was a no, time so in I'll, the I'll, game where he just. The ball came through and he just fell on the floor. Yeah, he slipped over and he done it before, didn't he? he, he, he that's he, what he does. Every... <laughs> These are one-offs, but I still he does yeah, the I still head thing. That, that, that like the head slip. Not, we shouldn't be judging Conte when we're playing with that back line, just Conte. But yeah, he did make mistakes this time as well. I think we gave Leicester the ball. Uh, I think his plan was to sit off and that team like Leicester were just too good. They were just picking us off left, right and centre. And the defence is too much of a shambles to do that. So yeah, he got that wrong for me and he got a few of the lineup wrong. But it's also the players. They're just not good enough at the back. James, having said that, we did start the game extremely well. Yeah, yeah, we did. But that but that's that five, ten minutes. As soon as my my honest opinion is, and I've seen this before, it's when we go one nil down. I think it's character as well as those players being performance wise. I think it's character from Dyer, Davis, Tanganga, Forster, of when you one nil down, some people's heads drop, some people are winners. Some people go, right, let's get back in this game. Some people, they're, they're, they're just not good enough. They'll, the, the personalities are not there in these players as well because we've seen it. Once we go one or two, one nil down, we go two nil down. Like that back four, the, the back five, sorry, is a shambles. I thought Perisic is the same. I think he was woeful. Um, for me, the, none of them have got the character either in that, in that back line. This is exactly what I was about to say. Um, James, let's stay with you for a second. Show me the lights. I've just stated, Conte, quote, I'm happy with the defenders I have. Before the January transfer window, a number of journalists in press conferences said about central defenders. He said, no, I'm happy with the defenders we have. We're OK for defenders. Surely he thinks that, you know, our defenders are fine. That's mind-boggling to me. I wonder how much of that he's being told to say because that is mind-boggling. Uh, I'm not alone. I think I think 80, 90% of this Tottenham fan base is screaming out for two centre-backs. And that's before Romero was was, was banned. Uh, was with, with Romero, he was screaming out for two. Now we need three if Romero's banned. The depth's not there. There's no way that he's... I, I can't believe that he said that. There's no, no way... He has to say that, James, though. Yeah, I think he does. He has to say because what's he going to say? My defenders are shit. <laughs> I think I think half of what Conte's job is is to he knows he's got these players now for the rest of the season, and 
he has to give them the confidence to get over the line. Absolutely. Like the magic he did for the top four last year. I Absolutely. Just I just don't think he's got... Uh, well, I don't, no, I don't think. I, I, I know that those, that defence will not get top four. That, can, that can't get top four. I think our strikers are bailing them out every time. Yeah, but listen, I, strike force. Yeah, I mean, top four. I mean, I'm really, I'm pretty confident. You know, I'm pretty confident we can get top four. So I want to tell the Spurs fans to hang in there. You know, it, 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 I it's because we def, it's about defending as a team. Even though we may not have the defensive personnel, but I think if we work as a team, because put it this Who way, do we finish above though, Man United or Newcastle? I think Newcastle are gonna. So it's going to happen for Newcastle. Newcastle is going to have a little dip. Okay. Yeah, I believe. Okay. I, 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 yeah, I think Newcastle is going to have a little dip. Um, I hope you're right, Leo. But I just can't see it with that. With that, I think, I think, I think United are gone. It's one place. I think United will be third. So I think it's one place. Like, but yeah, I think Newcastle's right. on. Newcastle's on now. Newcastle, are the opposite of us. Newcastle rely on their defence and they try and punch games one 0 Haven't got the attacking power we have. I get so, it, but it, it comes to the it comes to the the business side soon. Um, and I think, I mean, look, like Conte is going to re- realize that we had a shit game today. There's no doubt about that. But if we don't have the players, we, we had worse. We had worse players last season than we do um, this season, right? And we were able to catch top four because we played for some reason. We galvan he galvanized the team to go on a run. We've defended that as a team, and we've shown that we can do that by, by how we played against Man City last week. Okay, so. Yes, players like Tanganga's come in. He hasn't played for God knows how long. So that's going to be... We might as well class... He's not going to come and play a 9 out of 10 when you've not played for God knows how long. We've got Poro that came in. That's his first game for Spurs. He's not, not, he's not um, played in the Premiership for, for, for ages. Um, I, I get it. Then we've got Fraser Foster. This, he's not started for Spurs. So he, that's something fresh. You, you know what I'm saying? Romero's not there. That, you know, so... Yeah, I understand we've got the problems, but the, the, the depth isn't there for top four. I mean, we've got, depth, every team's going to get injuries. Yeah, the depth is not there for top four, but it's not like we're, we're going to stick with Tanganga throughout the rest of the season. It's not Romero is, is out for the rest of the season. He's going to come back, you know. I agree with Chris regarding, um, you know, talking about uh, um, uh, 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 Emerson. You know, he, he for me, he was man of the match last 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 week. He should have started today. I was happy to see Poro. I'm not going to lie. I agree with you, James. I was happy to see Poro. But I, I kind of tuned in a bit later. And then I thought that it was um, Poro playing on the right. And maybe Conte had moved Emerson to the centre. Or, or he was playing a different formation. Because I, was, I, I agree with Chris. He deserved to be in... To start this game, Emerson yeah, to start this game. Conte you know, got that pres- wrong, definitely. Conte right. got that wrong. Right, so maybe well, I don't know if it was pressure, but maybe he should have said, "Poro, listen, I can't bring you in." Remember, um, um, Emerson had a blinder last season, last week, so you can understand why you're not going to start. Maybe I'll bring you in when we're three-one up or whatever. Oi, oi, can- Bournemouth full null, Newcastle getting beat. Hey, top four. I told you we'd get it. <laughs> well, it's not over yet. <laughs> Spurs were one up. Uh, 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 yeah, that's uh, true. Today, so we don't know. But trust me, we're going to get top four. I hope you're right, Leah. We're going to get I top four. Right. Gareth, let's come to you. Um, same question on team selection. Were you surprised by Conte's uh, starting eleven today? I was surprised Poro played. I was. I, I thought Emerson would play. I know you were saying you expected Poro to come on, but I thought because he had such a good game last week, he he would he would have he would have stayed on. Um, but. 
whether that's whether that's enough to justify what happened today. I mean, if he was playing the way he won the game, so much went wrong, Chris. I, I don't think it would have mattered. Um, you know, if we had a different right back on, you know, like the same with Sanchez, Tanganga. Sanchez has made a lot of mistakes over the years. You know, is he any better than Tanganga? Where's the evidence they say that he is? You know, he's played who a lot is, more. He's who played is, a lot. Who's Sanchez? Sanchez Tanganga, like I'm, I'm not saying Tanganga's, you know, we haven't seen enough of him, but Sanchez has let us down more times than he's pulled us out. So they suggest that it would have been any different if he was playing. Same with no. Emerson and Poro. Again, Emerson deserved it. They played based on last week, but they're both they're over, both poor. They're both uh, over a long over a, over. As I say, I'm not trying to judge them one game. I'm trying to judge over a long period of no. time. And you know, I think that we're clutching the straws if we're saying, you know, if they play, maybe we have a better chance. Look. Poro, Poro had a rude awakening today. This is what the Premier League is. It's 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 a top top level. You know, it's yeah. miles miles up from the Portuguese league. Every game is a tough game. Every week you're playing against a really good player, and that on the left side it's going to cause you problems. But he's come under an absolute disaster today. You know, you look at you look at someone like Romero, who I think is obviously our best defender. But this season, I don't think he's been as good as he as he was last year because he's playing with these players and. Mentally, that's got to take its toll because Lloris is making mistakes, Dyer's making mistakes, Sanchez, if he plays, usually makes mistakes. He's chopped and changed that left side with Langley and Davis a lot. I'm not sure if he if he knows which one of them is better um, suited because he changes it that much. Um, so, look, the team team selection today, look, it, it goes, it, it runs deeper now for me, Chris. Um, Mudfield, again, we're overrun, as I said, at the top of the show. That's a massive, massive, you know, that I don't think that. Chris, how many teams are playing with a back three in the Premier League at the moment? I don't think there's any. It's 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 fading out of football. Not they say I, they think, I think the back. bottom line is though that, that none of them are good enough, apart from Romero. You take Romero out, are any of them yeah. good enough at top four? So no, but whoever no. comes in. You, you look at all our teams though, as, as I'm saying, we can't just keep blaming players and saying they're not good enough. You know, what's Brighton's back four, back five like? Brentford's back four. Ben yeah, but you're, but, but you're going on like you're going on like our our back our back four is as good as um you know these lesser teams. Sanchez is a dead player, dead. Tank, yeah. they're all they're not even Premiership players. So of those those teams have better defenders than than Sanchez, than Tanganga, than the players that we have in defense. So when you're saying that, they wouldn't even get. Into uh, less, they can't get into a Leicester team. That's what I think as well. Yeah, I don't think Leicester, Leicester, Leicester have one of the worst defensive records this but season they, in the Premier League. But they can't get into that team. You think? You think? Um, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they would or they wouldn't. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that you can't just keep blaming the players. The coaching, the coaching has to come on it, you know, as well. I'm not blaming the players. I'm, 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 I'm largely blaming the defense players, not the you whole can't, players. You I mean, can't the rest of the players. Their defense is no, of course. So well, weak. If, you, if, you, if you just take out the players as well, tactically today we were all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Tactically, yeah, but yes. system needs a, as a great defense, which he hasn't got, and he must be and, and exactly. And this is this is where I think CB Conte, right? You're gonna have to give him top, and I mean the best in class defenders yeah. because I, I think he's very similar to Jose, right? De Mourinho, yeah. I was gonna he say needs, that he needs the top, top players they want. He's the not last going to but, but they're but, like dealing with like world class players, usually, especially at the back, aren't they? And exactly, they have... exactly. And Conte's very good at managing top players, same as Josie was and he's yeah. his prime. Very good but, at managing top players. I, he's not a Pochettino. He's not a Pochettino who's going to bring young players on and improve them. He needs ready-made top players that can come on 
right yeah, away. The biggest, the biggest worry for me is, say we don't get top four, I honestly think, I've started to worry that that's Kane gone, which is massive, massive, massive. If Kane goes and we don't get if we don't get top four, that's huge for this club at the moment. The fact that they're yeah. bailing us out week after week, game after game, when they're not we're not playing so well, that's well, what that, really yeah. bothers me. Well, can, um, can, can can I just ask the three of you? Mike asks a question here. Um, says you were there, who played well for us. In my personal opinion, I think that Benton Kerr was our best player today. Yeah. Um, he always if, is. If I was to ask all three of you, who was the best player for Spurs today? Because I'm struggling. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, Benson Core for me, yeah. Benson Core. He was, he was great. Um, he was the only one that comes away with any credit. Yeah, I think that. I really ben, think that I the agree. rest is shocking. Yeah, Ben's of course... Kane I mean, hardly got a shot, did he? No. I think Son, Son really needs to be benched. So, when, talking about Conte, tactically, I don't know why he's not dropping Son. Son has not been playing well. Even last last week, he wasn't in the top five of best players uh, in that win. He was, you know, he didn't... He's, I don't know what's happening with Son, but he, sh- he should be dropped. He should, you know, he's not, he's not the Son that we know. So tactically, I agree. If we want to, to criticize Conte, that would be my first criticism. Yeah. Maybe we should, we should play Richarlison, give Richarlison the chance because Son is not is not up to scratch. I also know? agree with Mac here. What he's saying, I absolutely think that. I mean, I watch it. My my flatmate's a Spurs man, and he said we both said make them two changes, get Poro off, absolutely definitely, and get Tanganga off. Uh, and he does leave, he does always seems to leave it late to, with these substitutions. He, he's, he's too stubborn, I think. That's funny, it's funny, it's funny. And if funny don't work, we're in trouble. Yeah, this, this, this is, that, that's this my is... biggest criticism of him. He's just too stubborn, and yeah, as, uh, that won't yeah. last forever. Right, getting back to the no. earlier point, if we're not but going to, if we're not going to sign, if we're not going to get the best players on, we're wasting our time here, we can't because he, but he listen needs... to this. Sorry, sorry, go ahead, sorry, go ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead. Listen to this. Yeah, I know we can... Okay, I'm defending Conte right now. But we just talked about this. Who's he going to bring on? Yeah, Santos. I know. Are you serious? You see, yeah, I know. You you see, Twitter, though, something was um, about uh, Emerson Royale going right centre-back. That was quite interesting. Although yeah, there, are, there are only two right wing-backs, so if one gets injured, we are knackered. Well, this is but it. That was quite interesting. Royale yeah, so, coming on. But then... Right. But, I mean, that's what I thought he's... That's what I thought um, when I... Because I, I tuned in late. Um, but to answer your question, I know it's frustrating, Conte. Because listen, if Conte knew he had better players, he would make the sub at half time. Yeah. Do you think I'm going to waste my time? You've played a shit 45 minutes. I'm going to say, I'll oh, carry on playing shit when we're two, 3 1 down. Are you mad? Yeah. I'm going to bring in my best players and say, Come in, let's get, because let, we need to score three goals. 
But he's also done it with what you said about Son, though. He, he's stubborn with that. He kept going. Maybe you should have dropped him, brought him back, dropped him. Brought... Maybe you should be making these changes. He is like the plan A, like Gareth says. He, he doesn't seem to be making the changes that we need. That is my biggest criticism of him. You, I, I, I totally yeah. agree with you, though. The players are not there in the depth, but it's not just the defenders. He doesn't make the changes when he needs to make the changes. That's that's for me. Like, but the, the, this, the, the, this is the big, big argument I have as well, right? If it's that simple that we just have to buy top world class footballers, then it doesn't say much about him as a coach, does it? You know, yeah, but look at Pep. The best. Look he at all the great the players. Look at Pep. That's all he does. If you look at it, if you look, at, but he improves players too. He doesn't, but he improves players too. Like what? Name me one player that's been yeah, asked who, for free You can't improve dead players like Sanchez. You can't improve these players. So it's not like listen, Pep went in there. He's got. He, 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 he coached Barcelona, coached Real Madrid, did all these these with t- players on tap, the top players on tap, players that you can improve, but they, they come in at this level. We're, we, he, you're asking Conte to, to, to bring players who are down here to try and be up here. He's not, he's not working with the same tools, okay? These, and, and I agree with you, because when these top managers go into these clubs, they're going to the best clubs. They're going to the Man United's. They're going to the Real Madrid's. They're going to the Barcelona's. They're going to the Man City's with all the money and all the access to the top players. And so they're going. They're not going to buy Sanchez. They're not going to be there dealing with the. I mean, not saying Poro's not uh, is, is shit, but look at the players that they're talking about. They're going for the elite, elite players. They're Mbappe's. They, they, they're in line with that. We can't tra- attract an Mbappe. So all these top managers are always going to demand the best players. That's why Man City can slot in this player left, right and centre. It is strange that he's come out and said he's happy. The thing that I find very strange is that he's said he come out and said he's happy with his defence. I know he has to say that. He has to say it. I know he has to. Of course. But that's still strange things for him to say because it puts pressure on himself. You think about it though. You think about it though. He's saying Poro. He's saying Perisic. He's saying Langley. He's saying Perisic. But again, you know, it's like... Yeah. And I feel like I'm defending him. I feel like I'm defending, but I am, but I'm not, but I am. Okay. We're Spurs. Right. And I think we have to appreciate that we're Spurs. Right. We've not won anything in God knows how long. And I know a lot of Spurs fans are going to be Leo. Oh, you bring in negative, negative. But I just want to try and bring some balance here. Right. It's not like we're there dangling in 10th place, dangling in, in, in you know, not fighting for top four. We're still competing at a decent level, you know, based on what, who we are as a team. Okay, so Conte needs time. Spurs, Spurs fans need a little bit of patience. I feel your pain. Trust me, I feel the pain too. I'm frustrated. When I, yes, yeah. it's it's frustrating, Chris. I feel your Mind pain. Mind you, if we if we win the FA Cup and Willich don't win the league, that's a pretty decent season. We've got <laughs> right. to go, right? Do you know what I mean? You know, but you've <laughs> got to understand. You got to understand something. When when Klopp went into um, um, Liverpool, he went through this this same period. It was four seasons. Before, now they, st- they they started taking the piss. You know, there was a period where Liverpool were just would, would be two nil up and they'll lose four three four four two or whatever. But we we can't just expect the team to just over- change overnight, just like that, because we've got a manager. We still have to get rid of certain players that are stinking yeah, out the club. Good. 
Yeah. So it's also the it's also the displays this. I mean, we've all felt this pain. It's also the displays this season. When Leicester were at Tottenham, but obviously we all watched the home game, they were all over us again. I know we smashed them, but they were mm. all over us. That first half, they did exactly the same as they've done again, but this time they got the goals. It's the displays that worry me mm. uh, a bit more than the results. So even, even though we have been at the, at the start of the season, we were flying quite a lot of results. People were not flying with performances. And that yeah. is always going to, there's not long before that gets unraveled. And that's what concerns me. And it, the, the fact of not getting top four and Kane leaving is the biggest worry for me at the minute. Gareth, let's come to you. Chris Wright's on screen now. Um, with four at the back, Leicester don't score two of those goals. And Stephen writes, uh, we had two decisions to make, Sanchez or Tanganga, uh, Poro or Emerson Royale. Uh, he deserved to start. Sanchez is way better than Tanganga. Serious, poor selection. Um are you still behind Conte? Uh, well, you, you know my feelings on the manager. I don't think he's. he's I don't think we're improving as a as a team. I think we're going backwards. To be honest, I know we had a good, we had a good end last season, um, but other than that, the style of play, the way we're playing, constantly on the back foot. It don't really matter who we play. I think Preston was the only game I've seen recently where we've been on the front foot. Every other team has more possession, usually more chances. I don't enjoy watching us, Chris. You know, I, I watch our teams. I, you know, I, I don't. This style of play, it's similar to Mourinho. It's, I just think it's outdated, Chris. I, I don't see any other teams playing this way anymore. The back three, back five, it's usually a back, they call it a back three, but it is a back five. Um, you know, constantly outnumbered in my feed. You're relying on, we rely on Ari Kane to do a lot. Um, and Son's bang into form. He had a decent game last week. Done well against Preston, but apart from that, you're, you could count in one hand how many times he's produced this season. Kulisewski, that wasn't out of it today at all. Um, we la- we lack pace, Chris, as well. See for how we play, we don't really have the legs that we used to have on the counter attack. I think that's well, an argument. Can, can I ask, Gareth? No, normally, um, you know, you could get one, two, three, four players not play that well in a game. It was the whole team today. <laughs> Why the whole team? Every team can have really bad days. You know, you look at Liverpool the last few weeks. They they they've been in a similar position. They've had really bad defeats, losing three 0 where every player's off it. Um, if this was to continue, you know, if we were to play, here's it's West Ham next week, isn't it? West Ham. You know, if we really lose West badly to West Ham next week, that would be a big worry. I think the likes of Kane, um, Bentancur, Hoiberg. Kozlowski to a certain extent, they can get they can get passes because they don't usually perform like that. But our players have been continually performing poor. Um, you know, Richardson sat on the bench there. I just don't. I, I mean, he signed him, but he haven't. I know he's been he's been injured, but he didn't really get a look in today. Um, Seventy five minutes before he comes on, three one down. It's a lot to ask of a player. Um, so I don't know whether it's a case of does does Conte really believe that he's better than what's out there. Um, personally, for, for the money we paid for him, Chris, I think there were probably was better players out there. Um, but he's a Conte type of player. He's aggressive. He's big, strong. You know, you look at our teams; they go down a different route, more technical players. Um, I, 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 I have massive. You know, you look on. You look. History tells you that if you give Conte a lot of money, he'll bring he'll bring you success. Um, but I, based on what I've seen, I would have serious reservations, Chris, about giving this man a lot of money because the type of player. This, He's not going to change. He's going to play the same way no matter what players he has. It's going to be backs to the wall football, counter-attack and, you know, try and win games, be a strong defence and be clinical up front. And I'm just not sure I'm, I'm just not sure that's the way forward anymore. 
It was massive years ago under the likes of under the likes of Conte at, at our clubs, Mourinho, Benit, Rafa Benitez to a certain extent when he was at Liverpool. But you look at Pep, you look at Klopp, you even look at Arteta at Arsenal now. No one's playing this way anymore, Chris. It's very much front foot football. We a four at the back, two holding midfielders, three sort of technical players on behind a striker. And, you know, all these clubs are having success. You know, Liverpool this year's have had a massive drop-off. I think they're going through a phase which which we had, although we didn't have the success under Pochettino. They haven't refreshed their squad. Players have got older. Um, but just to counteract Leo's argument, you know, Liverpool didn't go out and spend hundreds and hundreds of millions. They had a coach who could improve what they had as well. Henderson, massive improvement. Milner, massive improvement. Matip, he signed Andy Robertson for $8 million. Developed trend from the youth. It's not about going out and spending massive amounts of money. It's about getting the right coach on Chris. And if he and if he wants a player, you go and get the player for him. Um, I yeah, but they spent eighty million and got um, what's his face. But they sold Coutinho. They sold Coutinho. They fund that. If you look at Liverpool's net spend, they don't spend a lot of money. It's sell they buy. These managers have been given a lot of time, though. These managers have been given a lot of time. But the problem you have there is Conte's history tells you he doesn't stick around for four years. Yeah, I know. But that's what's very much one now. That's the aim, isn't it? Levy said as well. If you look at it, you look at Exactly. And you look at Harry Kane, 29, Son, 30. These players aren't going to be around for three or four years. So that's what makes me think, Chris. And look, this contract, we're, we're in the middle of February now, next week. Um, the contract still hasn't been signed. At all points, they am leaving at the end of the season anyway. So, you know, we, we've, we've spoke about this before. Do you think he'll be here next year? I don't think he will be. Um, but it's about get, it's And if he isn't here, it's about getting the right manager. And that's going to, you know, Levy's Levy's words this week tells you everything, Chris. We're not going to go out and spend three, four hundred million. We're not Chelsea. We're not Man City. We're going to very much be... We might have to sell the buy and we might have a, a budget of 70, 80 million. That's going to be it. Um, but it's, we've had mistakes have been made in the transfer market. Is that two cars are still losing? No, one each. He just scored right on half time. Uh-huh. But, Leo, James, can, can I ask you the question? Do you think Antonio Conte will be in next season? Um, it's a really hard answer on that. And I think. I think he will, yeah. I mean, up until this, I mean, his, his character's gone down a little bit. He's been he's had a terrible year, but you see, you saw the passion of him at Fulham, and you, you see the fact that he's still there, it still ignites. But I just think the man has had a, a terrible year in terms of like uh, close deaths and family issues and close friends passing away. That's that's going to rock anybody in any game. I'm not giving him excuses, um, but I'm just being the human side of things is why. Is why I think he's uh, had a tough year. That could also lead to the fact he's just going to go back to Italy. But I just think that passion in him, I think he's going to want to try and win a trophy at Spurs before he ends. I think that's what he came out and said as well, isn't it? But I do agree with Gareth in terms of any of us in any line of work. If your boss isn't sticking around, do you down tools a little bit quicker when you go one nil down? Do you, be, do you lose the character? Do you lose the fight a little bit? Or if your boss isn't committing to something that you are trying to put your everything on the line for, I do think that he needs to be going yes or no. Uh, and this in-between thing, the same with Harry Kane, it, this is causing this bit of a unknown stuff for Tottenham and that's causing massive holes in us, I think. And the other thing is, if if we don't get top four and Man United do get top four, that's huge for where Kane goes next season. And I'm not, again, I'm and, going back. And they are, and they are thing as well, right? See when people say like about backing him. All right, he's probably not been 
backed with with huge amounts of money, but he has been backed. They're certain. You know, he's, how many players has he signed now since he's been here? He's, he said maybe seven, eight players come on. So it's not to say that he's been completely left out to dry the way Pochettino was in terms of not signing a player for was it five hundred days, Chris? He has had he has had more off Levy than all our managers have as well. Yeah, and, you know, true. That 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 comments come up like it's about Spence there. You know, I don't think the Spence thing reflects well on him. We're not, I'm not going to get too much on it, but but he he wasn't given an absolute snuff at all. Um, and to me, Chris, uh, uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm being maybe I'm being disrespectful towards Conte, but he just doesn't look like a Spurs manager to me. It's just not. We went down that road with Jose. And we're going down so what, what's the answer then? What's the answer if it's not Conte? Who would you go with? Exactly, and, and that's and that's and that's the one thing I'm, I'm telling you. The problems here, I don't really know what the solution yeah. is in terms of who, who we bring on. But I think if you're playing if you're playing good football and you're enjoyable to watch, I think that's half the battle. I think that the fact that we're playing so poorly, you no, know, I think we're always one defeat away from a disaster. The highs of last week was really really good, but the fact that we get lost so badly today, we're back. That performance isn't like a like last minute loss or whatever. It's the performance has left a very very sour taste well, in there's been countless times over the season where we've been so so far off it, and to yeah. me that's 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 the bigger worry. Um, as it the players, as it Conte, as it the board, it's a mix of all three, in my opinion. Um, as yeah. you say, but Harry Kane hasn't signed the contract. I think we can. I think that can wait till the summer. I don't think that's a main priority because he has got one year left. I think it needs to be sorted. I did, I, did see him, I did see him in that. Did you see him in that chat with Shearer where where he's, he was really going on about becoming like the Premier League's top scorer? That for me, this is why I just keep saying it's between us and Manu. That's his only option, and that's why I'm so worried about them getting top four and us not. Man United doesn't guarantee a trophy, but that could mean that he goes. That's we have to turn it on right now to get into that Champions League to keep our star striker to avoid being the top seven, top eight, top nine, and sliding down. Without without Kane, that's a massive, massive hit. Yeah. Leo. See if, you, see if you go back, right? See if it is going to be similar to what we've had over the last few years in the summer. Say Levy, his budget's 100, say it's 100 million, plus what we raised from sales. Is that going to be enough for Conte to turn this club around? Or do you think he needs maybe three times that? Oh, yeah, I think, I think two centre-backs is a massive, massive, massive difference in that team. Two ri- amazing. I mean, talk, I'm talking about... Definitely the keeper as well. Top one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, definitely. But two top centre-backs would be huge. Yeah, because I think that midfield is good. I think that midfield's top four in terms of Bentacore. I, I, I like the Vikings, to be honest. I think his performances and what he puts in. And that, that front three... He's world-class when you've got a defence that back there. So, I think two, we're two defenders away from being a really good team. But it's not having them two defenders. I think someone commented earlier, Chris, that right-hand side, that was that's exactly right. So, you had Poro and Tanganga, not used to playing each other. That's that's We're playing like schoolboys down there. Was, they've clearly targeted that. Other teams can look at weaknesses and, it, and it's our defence. So, yeah, I do think we're two well, real good defenders away from it. I can't Leo. Believe, yeah, go ahead. Just, just, just a quick yes or no. Do you think Antonio Conte will be our manager next season? <laughs> that's tough. Um, yeah, I'll say, wow. Now that's a good question. <laughs> I was going to say yes, but then I, I was thinking, okay, if he's going to say yes, what type of contract is he going to sign? Would that be a, an ext- one year extension, or would it be a two year? Because one year is really nothing. No. So. Uh, it's tough. Uh, Ask me this last week, I would have said, yeah. Now, I don't know. Leo, see, to be honest, right? Say, say he wants to stay and we finish sixth, don't want any trophies. 
mm-hmm. they mean that's a massive failure. You know, we, yeah. we did spend a lot of money in the summer, you know. So based on that, we you know, based I think people are judging Conte on his reputation. And you know, fair enough that he has got a massive reputation. He can't take away what he's won at our clubs. But it was the same with Mourinho with me. I only judge on what the manager does for my club. I don't care what he did at Chelsea. I don't care what he did under Milan. I judge mm. on what I've seen at Spurs. But, but Mourinho we, got us into the Mourinho got us into the final. Um and but but got sacked. So I possibly we could have won that, and then your argument would be changed. Um, Conte last season got us into the top four. We know when we were seventh or eighth. So, yeah, I mean, that's what good managers do. Like at the end of the day, no matter how rubbish the team is, Marino got us into a final, and he had the potential for us to win something. And then, you know, he got sacked. So, if we're going to blame someone, are we going to blame Levy for for that decision? Maybe you could have won. It could be changed the whole colour of, of situations. So I'm not... Again, I agree with you, James. I agree with you, Gareth. Conte has to take some responsibility, for sure. He's, but we are Spurs. We're not the Inter Milans. We're not the Man Cities. We're not Liverpools. We're not We're not even, we're not even Arsenal, OK? You oh. <laughs> are not, right? And even with Arsenal, let's look at Arsenal. Look at um, last season. If 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 Arteta got sacked, no one would be saying anything. They were dreadful, you and know. And they were saying Cronkay out, weren't you? The best bit about tonight exactly. is Brentford equaliser. That's the best bit about tonight. Right, but exactly. But but we have to understand. What's it? Um, Arteta's had time. What's it? His third or fourth season now? Is it his third season? Right, and he's fighting. And this is Arteta. We, you know, we have to give our team. We have to give Conte a little bit, just a little bit. Of a, 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 a an allowance, just a little bit. I'm not saying we should uh, fully go. I'm giving him down to the fitness coach, though. When, 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 when he lost Ventrone, when he lost Gian Piero, I think that's when the performance started going in even more. And um, that must affect him. I'm, I'm not trying that. to make excuses for him, but that is an effect. Mm. I, I honestly think I, I haven't once said I'm, I would sack Conte mid season. I, 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 I as, as much as I do think we, we, we would be better off changing the summer. You know, I still want to give him the end of the season. I want him to prove me wrong. I want us to finish top four. I want a trophy. Yeah, that's that, that's because I actually like Conte. I think he's likable. You know, he's not like Mourinho. He, he is a likable. He is a likable um person. And I do agree with you, uh, James. I think he's had a tough, tough time of it. He's lost friends. He's had surgery, and maybe, maybe help. Maybe he just hasn't got the health for this job right now as well. That could be an R factor, um, because like. Over the last four or five weeks, like he hasn't been running around the touchline as much, so that's he's obviously struggling. He's missing his family at home as well, and he's living in a hotel room. I don't think he's his health, his lifestyle's as healthy as you know. You think about a Premier League manager, the money they're on, the the glamour, but he's he, he doesn't seem to be have, he doesn't seem to have that lifestyle at the moment. So I do think that's affecting him too. But look, Gareth, let's, let, let's get on to the game. Let's let's yeah. get on to the game itself. After a couple of minutes, Benton Kerr had a great chance, fired over the bar. Uh, he got booked a couple of minutes later. Madison had a free kick uh, that went wide after five minutes. And then after 11 minutes, Spurs had a wonderful chance uh, through Perisic. He he dragged the shot wide. What do you think of Perisic today? Shocking. He was awful. He's actually been pretty poor the last few weeks. Um, I was at the Man City away game. He was pulled apart by Morris. Um, look, he's an R player that... We've signed Perisic well past his peak. You know, he has best days are long behind him. I know I know Conte signed him because he's he, he's somebody he's worked with before. 
but he's he's come to England at the wrong probably the wrong part of his career. Um, he hasn't got the legs they deal with this. He really struggles against you know, defensively. He's really really poor, and you know for someone that is, he's usually quite reliable in front of the goal. If you watch him for Croatia and watch him front of Milan and Bayern Munich, he's been he's pretty decent in them situations. That we haven't seen that, and he has got a lot of assists, Chris. But a lot of them were free kicks and stuff. So I think these stats that way are, they look probably better than what they are. Um, he, I don't think he's good enough for left back in this league. You know, you need if we're going to bring this lad back from Udinese, you know, he looks a better fit in terms of a young, athletic, powerful. Um, you know, I'm sure he'll be in the team next year. Um, but Paris for me, he's a squad player, no more, Chris. He really shouldn't be your starting left wing back. But look, Conte signed him, and it's for me, it's not working out. Um, and Sesnyong's absolutely, you know, he's he, he has confidence, it's destroyed. Um, confidence, I just think he's a dead player. That's another I, player I forgot about. Well, him. if you look at the player at Fulham, we haven't got that player that was a Fulham, he was full of energy. No, confidence. I think we have, it's just full that league is just a dead league. Thank, I think injuries, I think injuries have played a part with Sesnyong too. He seems to have lost a bit of athleticism. He looks, he's always feared of pulling his hamstring when he's oh, running. Talent. <laughs> but, uh, and then again, for a player to play left wing for Fulham. His crossing is as bad as, if not worse, than Emerson. It's worse. It's horrible. So I think, in a way, he's forced on the play in Parasites as well. Because there's Absolutely. nothing else. Yeah, because um, we've got no one better. Yeah. This again, is what you I'm know, saying. Again, well, I, I, don't yeah. think, I don't think it would be a bad idea, Christy, to try a back four. Honestly, I mean, how bad can it get to try a back four? Maybe put Ben Davis, the left back, try it for one game, maybe two. Play Romero at the back way. Um, with somebody else and, and and give us an extra man on feed, get a bit more control, see if it works out because there's too many games, Chris, where this back five's just not working. Yeah, I, I, I he, did, he did allude to I, the fact that he might change it, didn't he? Recently, I think he did allude to the fact that he's he, it said he would change it recently in, in a one of the is that yeah. right, Chris? Yeah, it is right, but I, I, I can't see him changing it to be fair. No. Not not with the, the players. The he's saying Poro, he's saying Poro as a right wing back, so that tells you that he's not. And the fact yeah. they brought Poro straight on, they based on what Emerson did last week. Poro's going to be playing. The other thing's quite interesting with that for me is like Spence saying that he don't want to go to be obligation to bar to be bought. He wants to fight for his place in Tottenham. Does that indicate that he that the, the feelings around the club is that Conte isn't going to stay because Conte would never give him a chance in the team. Well, wants to um, get rid of him, and he's exactly. thinking, I don't want to get sold. I want to come back. What's and the, I watched Spence. Like I watched Spence last week for Ren, and he looked, he was brilliant, wasn't he? he but does it not allude to the fact I that, that he must know. be that, that Conte is not going to be there, or, or possibly must, I, I think the club must be there. Uh, and Spence is 20, 20, 20, 21. So even if Conte is here in our year, he's got time on his side. So yeah, you know, I, I do think Spence will be back. He's too good a player not that, to be given a chance. Is an, is a backroom indication to what might be going on? Unfortunately, what might be going on because I still believe in Conte personally, but um. Yeah, not fully. I think he's made some big mistakes, and recently. But uh, yeah, I, I still believe that he could turn it around with two brilliant central defenders. Leo, let's come to you. In the thirteenth minute, uh, Perisic took a free kick, which was interesting because, of course, we've seen take some free kicks this season, and uh, Eric Dyer and Hunmin Son. But Perisic took this one. Um, it was on target. Wall tipped it over the bar. Um, another chance for Spurs cleared off the line in the 13th minute. And then in the 14th minute, Spurs went one up through Benton Kerr. Um, after a deflection, it came to Benton Kerr, who tapped in uh, to and the net. It went to VAR. Uh, took a few minutes. Um, what do you think of VAR? And what do you think think of uh, Benton Kerr today? 
Well, Bentacure, I call him Benta Pure Class because that's that's what he is. He's he's a for me, he's our Spurs player. I think with him in the team, we look solid. Um, we look like a team. He works hard. He's 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 very smart on the ball. He's very aggressive as well when he plays. I love him. I love him so much. And he also contributes with the goals. Maybe the fact that he got injured today in the midfield just we just fully lost it because even that two one down, I still felt that we can come back. Even that three one down, I still felt we can come back. Um, so it's going to be a big miss. I don't know how bad he's been injured, but yeah, I really enjoyed Bentecure's performance today. Um, uh, what was the other question you asked me? You said about Bento and VAR. So um, yeah, VAR. I mean, I, I think it's good. I think obviously every season. It's, it's getting better. I think now teams mm-hmm. or, or fans are actually appreciating um, it is VAR as 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 um very. What's got better about it? No, no, no. I'll tell you why. I, I because VAR is very it's very like it's literal. It's either you're onside or you're offside. There is there is no room for oh we'll just let it play because it's a striker. Let's give it a go. They do it to the centimeter or the millimeter, right? And if that is because if that's the rule and it's saying that is the rule, then I don't mind it. You understand? Because v, the VAR is not really wrong. It's the it's it's either the the referees that go on that go to the side and make the poor decisions because VAR is very much, you know. But, you in, know I, don't, in, I don't think I don't think the offsides is the issue. It's more the subjective decisions that are like if you look at the one Chelsea Chelsea had a stonewall penalty today that was that wasn't given. You know, you know they caught the ball. So check. I think it's the penalties and stuff. They, they but, really, was, but did the referee say it was a penalty? No, they didn't even check it. They didn't didn't even go over the monitor. You nearly caught the ball. They're scared to go against the referee. They're scared to undermine the referees. I think when it comes to these subjective decisions, they 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 reluctantly get involved because they don't want to embarrass the referee. I think the offsides you can't really complain if it's offside. It's offside, but it's the subjective decisions. They really the threshold so high. You overturn the referee. I get it. I think it should. I think it should stay. I I like VAR now. I understand where it's going, and I know it's going to improve. When I say improves, change the game, but I think it adds a it adds a different excitement to football. I prefer yeah, twenty nineteen even... when Sterling scored the winner. <laughs> That's when you loved it. It's much better back then. It's the only time I think I've liked it. <laughs> yeah. That was my, that was my screensaver. No, listen, time. there was VAR. Who was the striker that we played in Champions League? The tall one. What's his name? Lorenzo. Lorenzo. I honestly thought it hit his hand. Oh when yeah, we, definitely. You throw a wobble, didn't you? Right yeah. there, you go. So you know. Let's just think about those days. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but VAR, I, you know, I like it. I want it to stay. I think it, it will get better. We're, it's still in the teething process. It's still finding out what it needs to do, how it needs to work. But yeah, you know, um, we've benefited from it. There was a game I think a couple of seasons ago. I don't know how. Um, uh, who was who was playing Southampton? Who was the oh, handball? No, it was a. This guy was. Who's, he was. Who's a striker for Southampton? He's now moved to Villa, I think, or whatever. Danny Ings. Danny Ings, oh. yeah. He was clearly onside. Like, I was like, mate. And VAR did the red thing as offside. I was like, what? <sighs> and I think, obviously, we, he didn't score. We, they scrubbed it off. But yeah, I think VAR is good. To answer your question, Chris, <laughs> yeah, I like VAR. And Bentacur, Bento Pure Class was my player. If he's injured now, we're, we're fucked. Yeah, James, let's come to you. Um, Jerome writes on screen, are you guys surprised 
Same thing last season, win against City, lose the next game. Nothing has changed, still inconsistent. Are you surprised as a Spurs fan? Because I'll tell you what, the, the feelings that all of us Tottenham fans have, we, we're, we're such on a high. We're up here. Yeah. And then literally the next week, I know I, I, know I asked this right at the start of the show, but you know the, the frustration that all of us Spurs fans feel from week to week, like you, you got, you're up there, you're down there. Do you think that any other supporters of any other clubs feel the way that we do? No, no, not at all, actually. And I think it's, uh, if anything, at least it's not boring. But uh, it's Spursy, like that, James. something like that. I love. I mean, like, I'd, I'd, obviously, you don't choose your club. Your club chooses you. You can't change your club once you've got your club. Sorry, you do choose your club. You can't change your club. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not surprised. But I must admit, every Tottenham fan at the start of the game, I think we thought we were going to win that. Surely, yeah. after that Man City performance, we thought we were going to win that. And I'm I'm the same as as Leo, like two one three one. I've just got this about me thinking, oh yeah, it'd be three two. It's going to be three all. Even when the four one was disallowed, I was thinking, right it's it now, it's yes, going to be three all. Yeah. But that's the life of a Tottenham fan. And yeah. uh, you look back at that performance, and it probably deserved to be about seven one the way that we played. Uh, am I surprised though? Um, uh, not really. Uh, not not when it not when the dust settles. We've been up and down all season. The performances all season have been like this. I think Conte done a miracle getting us in the top four in the last season. Um, yeah, no, um, not really surprised, unfortunately. I wish I was. Gareth, let's come to you. So it was a good opening 20 minutes of the game. And then after 23 minutes, Mendy, uh, what a strike from him um, after Benton Kerr cleared off the line. Uh, <laughs> Madison, um, Ineato today, superb. They ran us ragged, Chris. Um, the fans just couldn't go. Um, I, I don't think I think Leicester were shell shocked or poor we were. I think they probably expected a really tough game. Obviously, we'd have been buzzing from last week's performance, but we just didn't see after that goal went done. I know it was a bit of a bolt from the blue from Mendy, but it just completely flipped the game. And I find they conceded that goal right after. You know, it was one 0 and then it was basically two one. And then you're chasing, you're chasing the game, but we just never, never really recovered. And I think if we get into half time two one, who knows? It might have been different. But they conceded that goal right. We conceded mm. goals at really, really bad times. Two goals back to back, and then that goal right on half time. And you know, it's it's very difficult to come from three one down. <laughs> they they get results um, in, in this league. So you know, I know even people said at three one there was still a chance, but the way we were defending, Chris, I, I could only see it going one way, and that was Leicester getting more chances and. And the end, four one. It could have been, could have been a lot worse as we spoke about. So, Gareth, are we being harsh because we we didn't have our players in defence? We had a Division One defence. Well, extremely hard. Gareth, let me ask you. Um, in stoppage time, um, at the end of the uh, <clears> first <throat> half, of course, Iniacho put Leicester three one up. Eric Dyer, why is Eric Dyer oh. not making Backing a challenge? Off. Awful. That this that's what Eric Dyer does. He backs off. He doesn't. He backs off. I mean, it was funny last week. There was, I think, there was a shot from a city player from a corner, and it just sort of had him. And he sort of celebrated as if it was a great block. It just sort of had him. Yeah. And his stomach, or he's cheering as if, oh my god, I made a great. You know, it was just pure luck. And today he backs off constantly. He doesn't close down. How many goals have we conceded from players not closing down? One, that's, we were, that's because he hasn't got speed. I know he's not got the skill. Right, we were, we're, we're, either, we're either told not to do it or yeah. we just can't do it. It's one of the other. You know, you're told to do it at the age of 11, you know what I mean? Aye, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, 
schoolboy mistakes, Chris. Um, and I know Leo's been very critical of the defence there, but I am. I still oh, expect yeah. I still expect more from him. You know, Sanchez has been a Premier League player for how long now? He's fraudulently being a Premiership player. Ben Davis, is a, ben Davis is an experienced player. Perisic is an experienced player. There's tons of experience out there in that pitch, Chris. So it doesn't justify. You no, know, it's talking true. About, we're you, talking about basics here, like James said, close yeah, player yeah. down. You know, that's stuff. You're absolutely right. But it, kicking a ball. It, it was Simon Davis's ball. Ben it was Davis. Simon Davis's ball. Ben. That I mean, back to Kane. Simon says. Ben. That's what I said, Ben Davis. Simon, ben. What did I say, Simon Davis? That's why I said Ben Davis. It was Ben Davis's ball to um, Kane, and then the the what what Leicester did well today was they were pressing Kane. Kane didn't have a chance. When Mr. Kane got the ball, bang, he was he was attacked. You know, and KCKR, KCKR, we... no chance in that. City, so that, that, yeah, that just shows you how, how Spurs have messed up. My <laughs> Your life. head's gone, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, when can, um, was through, sorry, gone. Can, can I ask um, the three of you to give me a rating out of 10 for Pedro Poro on his debut? Oh, yeah, oh, that's harsh. I, I just think he was terrible, like it was, uh. Um, but he was thrown in the deep end, but he had, he had a few little flashes, didn't he? But, yeah, nice... but like, you know I... that, no, that right no. side, but Tanganga didn't help him, obviously. If he had Romero there, he might have been a bit better, but he was pushing up really far, <laughs> even though being dominated the whole time. Yeah, if you just go asking me for a rating, I'd yeah, I'd probably give him three, three out of ten. Mm. There, there was a chance. The reason why I think well, I know Poro will be good and, and successful yeah. was there was a time when he, where he, um, he got to the the the, uh, the byline and crossed it in. Looked up and crossed it into yeah. Ulusevski because he had a bit of a yeah on the floor. And the reason why I like that is because there's a lot of there's players that have got into that position, um, whether Sessignon or or, um, or uh, Emerson, and they've not been able to deliver. Yeah, a, a, a simple pass or a pass that could lead to something. And I think that the fact that he had that. Ability yeah. to do that sh shows a bit of promise. Yes, it was his first game um, in Premier League playing. You know, it was tough playing away. Yeah, I, I would give him. I'll, yeah, I'll give him a four. I'm not, I agree no. with you. I agree with you, though, Leo. You're I'll right. I, I do. I do think he's going to come good, and because of moments yeah. like that, I do think. Yeah, he's... I, th I think you have to give him a pass. That's one game. I yeah, it's one yeah. game. Yeah, you have to give him a pass, Gareth. You're right. You know, so I won't go too harsh on him. You know. Yeah. Well, well, of course, at half-time, it was 3-1 uh, to Leicester. Um, in the 52nd minute, Benton Curve, a long-range effort, comfortable for Ward. In the 54th minute, Son to Hun, uh, sorry, Hunmin Son to Harry Kane, shot deflected and it was offside. In the 58th minute, Barnes uh, went past Kulusevski and Poro, had a shot which forced a save. It just seems so easy that Harvey Barnes literally passed Kulusevski and Pedro Poro. Time, space, weaved in and out of the players, got the shot in. So easy for Leicester. Leicester's, Leicester's fun free, had an absolute field day, didn't they? Um, Barnes was a constant threat. Madison ran the show, in that show caused us all sorts of problems. And as you said, it was with ease, Chris. You know, Poro really struggled. They, they cope with Barnes. Um, Kulusevski struggles defensively, I think. Um, and 
this is what I'm saying. You know, Kulazewski spent most of the game defending. Son spent most of the game having to run back. You know, we're not getting the best out of these attacking players, Chris. You know, Kane's, Kane's. You know, if it wasn't for Kane, like where would we be this season? He's he's performing. You know, week in week out. Doesn't have a great game today, but again, the whole team let him down, didn't it? So he played that. He played that wonderful pass in the first half. Perisic just completely wasted. So attacking, like you know, for as well as attackers have done in the last sort of twelve months. I still think we're not utilizing them as much as we can because we're having to defend so much um, because we've got no control in my field. So it's we, we, we've, we've got massive problems at the back, Chris, because you know we've got massive games coming up and it needs sorted out one way or the other because we're not going to get past AC Milan. I know AC Milan are dreadful at the moment. Um, they're yeah. going into this game really share confidence. So that's going to be the concern is if we get past Milan and we get someone like PSG in Madrid, and Bappe, are we and Bappe, oh. that's the concern. Yeah. I think um, you have to worry. Best. I think you have to worry about that when it, when it, when it comes. Yeah, up. I mean, yeah, it'd be a nice he problem moment to get to that stage, but that, that is a worry. For for us well, to get top four, we're going to have these string results together. And if you look at the form since sort of October time, it's been patchy. We've won one, <laughs> lost a couple, one here, and we, we haven't been able to string three ones together. So the cops are going to be our best chance, Chris, because on any given day we're out, we we we've proved it before we can beat animal, but we can also lose. One of the ways to get one of the ways to get top four is like last season is to get a wobble out of Newcastle was going to help us. I mean, what's that? What's the score again at the moment? Is it one, one each? But they're, they're all. We, we can also lose against anyone as well, Gareth. That's the worry. That's what I'm saying. Um, that's what <laughs> we can lose to anyone too, and that's that's the you know. We could beat Milan and go out to Sheffield United. It wouldn't surprise me, Chris. Um, yeah. You know, we've had this fuff round jinx the last few years. Norwich beat us. Um, Everton beat us. And I think, was it Middlesbrough last year beat us? So we've, like, we've fallen out of this hurdle the last three times. So, you know, that's going to be massive because if you look at the teams left on it, um, you know, we've, there's definitely been stronger competitions. Um, I personally think we have to go all out for that FA Cup. Mm. Um, I think, you know... Top four is obviously huge financially, but if we can get that trophy trophy drought off our back, that's going to be mentally more beneficial to the rest of the thing because these players are, are starved of success, Chris. So maybe one and something might might release yeah. a wee bit. I, I don't think I'm in the mood to be talking about trophies today. Um, <laughs> after after 59 minutes, Poro did uh, do, do something well in the game. He actually put a decent cross in and went out for a corner. Um, in the 65th minute, Benton Kerr hobbled off. Star came on. Leo, if we are without Rod- Rodrigo Benton Kerr for a serious amount of time, we're going to be in trouble, aren't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I believe that he is the glue. He is the reason why Spurs are, look like a different team when he plays. He contributes to the goals. His head is in the right place. He's a very smart player. He's aggressive. He works hard. He's box to box. He scores goals. He is pure class. He's my favourite um, Spurs player. Um, and I think we're going to miss him if he gets injured. I think he's going to have a, a huge impact in our fight for top four. So um, I hope he can come back. Um, I hope he's not too, too um, heavily injured. But yeah, for me, he's the reason why Spurs were able to um, get into the Champions League last season. And I hope that he can come back to at least, um, you know, give the team a lift. Because, like I said, the options that we have, we don't have the, the, the strength in depth. And the players that are going to come in are not the ones that are going to be able to contribute goals. Like, you know, um, 
who else do we have in midfield? They don't really bring in the goals like Ben Tarr, isn't he it? Tell do me, them. does do anyone that, know, you know if Basuma's going to be fit for Tuesday now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's out, he's out for a few weeks, isn't he, uh, Basuma? So that means ben, no Basuma, no yeah. Hoiber, no Bensoncourt in the middle. Basuma will be out for some time, Gareth. He, he's just had surgery. And Hoiberg, Hoiberg's uh, suspended, am I right, for Milan? Aye, Hoiberg's yeah, suspended. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's 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 that, that's a massive worry if we're going on with Skip and Sar. Yeah. I mean, surely yeah. he's got to find a way to put three in my feet for that game because this is you know, Milan may be bad, but they're experienced players. Um, yeah. San Siro, it's a massive, it's a, it's a massive game. They have young players who Skip and Sar haven't had a lot of top level experience. No, what so, you go on. James, let's come to you. In the 69th yeah. minute, um, a cross came in from the left-hand side. Ineacho, completely unmarked, headed wide. Uh, a minute later, Harvey Barnes put the ball in the net. Uh, it went to VAR. Fortunately for us, it was ruled off for offside. Um, what did you make of those chances? Because it seemed to be that Leicester had chance after chance after chance in that second half. People were leaving the stadium by that point. 69, 70 minutes, people rushed out. See, that's the that's the first bit. Is like our, our, our supporters has been absolutely incredible away from home this season in the face of terrible performances. And I was still hearing them singing at three one down. And I was thinking, we've just got the best fan base in the world that go to these games, and they're, they're putting up with these performances and still singing like that. So to hear that they're leaving, then we really have broken the back there. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm the same as the guys who are leaving. It was just at that point I switched over to become a Brentford fan for 10 minutes, for the last 10 minutes, to hope they, they held on to one all. Uh, and I, I haven't done that for about three or four years when Tottenham have been playing. I've been watching every minute. So I switched over as well for a bit and was going in between. So, yeah, we were just being torn apart. And I was sick of seeing it. Well, in the 75th minute, Perisic came off, Poro come off, uh, uh, Tanganga came off, Richarlison, Emerson and Sanchez all come on. Uh, in the 76th minute, Eric Dyer had a free kick, hit the wall. 79th minute, Kulusevski come on, Danjuma come on. Sorry, Kulusevski come off, Danjuma come on. In the 81st minute, Harvey Barnes scored a goal, putting Leicester 4-1 up. Gareth, do you want to talk us through that goal? Well, it's painful, isn't it, Chris? Um, but it was just far too easy again. And we were getting caught out. You know, I only seen it going one way. That second, as you like, you're you're reading out some of the chances we had. They weren't really chances at all. They never really looked like scoring a second goal. Um, and I was really just happy. I was looking for the whistle. I see as soon as the set, the first, the first Barnes goal was disallowed. At that stage, I was just thinking, let's get out of here three-one. Don't make it four or five six because they were just hitting us on the on the break um, and just going past us like we were players like they were like they were mannequins. Um, yeah. Um, and this is the thing, Chris. Leicester were Leicester have been struggling this season. You know, that, that, I did not yeah. see this type of result coming. They only had a good result last week against Villa. The Villa yeah. kind of gave them, gifted them goals, kind of like we did today. Um, Leicester were there for the ticket. We have a decent record at Leicester. They have a leaky defence. So I did expect goals. But if you had asked me before the game what, what did I think was going to happen, I did not see Leicester one them be the way they did three so easy. I mean, that's their easiest one of the season. Um but I think, I think at that stage, Chris, our heads were gone and confidence was away. The only the only I, hope is Chris that maybe 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 they were thinking, right, the game's gone. Let's let's focus. That's their head was in Milan, and you know if we can go to Milan and get a result, maybe things will look a lot better on Tuesday. But this is a yeah. massive few weeks coming up. If we get the if we get to the first if we get the seven from March, Chris, I'm ready to the FA Cup now to the Champions League. 
it's going to be a painful two months because the board's going to come under massive pressure. I don't think, and I know why a lot of fans are doing it, Chris. They're talking no protests before the games. I'm not sure that's healthy. I think you can pass possibly with the end of the season. Um, you know, on a throw out of every trophy, that that's probably the time to do it. I think at the minute that's creating a lot of it's creating it's creating a lot of sort of stuff on the side when we just need to focus on one games. This is the most important part of the season, the business end of the season. So that that could probably get put on the back burner for now. But as I said, fans have a right to go every week. They, they, they can they can choose how they want to vent their frustration. But how often they protest get answered on football. You know, we've seen Arsenal for years have been protesting against their owners. My have been protesting against their owners. The club is making money, Chris, and while the, while the club makes money, they're, they're not going anywhere. I think it summed up our day and summed up our afternoon in, uh, in the 89th minute when Ben Juma crossed the Hunman Son and he blasted it over the bar. Um, we're actually doing a um, AC Milan v Tottenham Hotspur preview um, on Sunday evening. So I'm going to keep this short. Last question for you all. Um, what are your thoughts of the Aston, uh, sorry, the AC Milan game on Tuesday evening and your score prediction? Leo, let's start with you. Uh, I'll say it's a draw, 1-1. James? I'm actually saying the same as Leo, 1-1, yeah. Gareth, what are you thinking? I was pretty confident we, before today a bit Milan because I've watched Milan the last few weeks. They try and get a look at them and they look like a team that's in disarray. So look, maybe 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 it's a good time to play them. But I think that the problem with the month, the month field could be an issue. Um, I think if we get a 1-1 draw or any type of draw, it'll be a massive result. So look, fingers crossed, I'm going to go for, do you know what? I'm, I think we might win still. And I'm not usually positive, but I do think Milan are in a, are in, they're on a very bad state, so I think we might nick up 1-0. Leo, thanks so much for joining me this evening. Please tell everyone where they can find you on social media and what you're up to in, in, the, uh, in the next few weeks. I'm going to be crying at this loss, so that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, but you can find me, my Instagram, Leo the Lion Graham. Just hit me up. Let's talk shit. Um, but I'm going to go sleep today. I don't even want to talk about anything, to be honest. Spurs have ruined my weekend. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for coming on here, particularly after a defeat. I know it's never easy talking about a defeat. James, I know you've got a gig. James, you've got a gig to get to. Thanks so much for coming yes. on. It's been no a worries. pleasure having you back. And where, where can people find you? Uh, the Voice of Spurs across uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. And I'm playing the West Ham game at the Shelf Bar. So hopefully that's going to be the, with a win. So it's at the stadium, come and see me at the stadium at the Shelf Bar. For the West Ham. I've got to ask James, have we got a Pedro Poro song yet? Yeah, we I've I've got one and Spurs Song She have got one and they're both pretty decent, man. That that Spurs Song She one's really really quite funny. It's pretty cool. Well, so um, hold on one second, James, can I ask you something? Yeah. So so you you write songs for the Spurs fans? Because I've always been thinking who who how did how do fans get to learn songs and sing them and Stuff like that. Is that is that you, yeah? So yeah, well, uh, in 2019, I did the Champions League uh, one, and off the back of that, the, the club invite me to the stadium, and now I play most home games. I play either at the Shelf Bar or up at White Art Bar. Fantastic. And, uh, and, and yeah, I, I just uh, play stuff for them basically. So do you, do, do you, are you writing songs for specific players? Yeah, there's Spurs song sheet do do stuff, and that's the fans that get involved. And I do stuff uh, as well. And um, between between the two different things, we're going really well, man. Yeah, but I play, I, I play, yes, yeah, so shelf bar and white art bar, and uh, and get some songs going for everybody. Really, 
But I'm just a massive, I'm a massive, as you can see, I'm a massive Tottenham fan. So the whole the whole gig is secondary to me. So if we lose, I'm sitting there all sulking and do you know what I mean? Sorry, can I give you a, can I give you an idea for a song? But this is for Son. I don't know why fans don't sing it. You know yeah. that the Beatles song. Here comes the sun. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Here comes, Here comes the, sun. the sun. You know what I mean? I think that would be a good one for. Yeah, it's a good one, song, man. Right? Yeah, yeah I think a better song. I think a better song might be "There Goes the Sun" at the moment because he's going fucking back. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, I know you've got a gig to get to, so we'll yeah. let you go. So thanks so much for coming back. And Gareth, lastly, thanks so much for coming back on and uh, tell everyone where they can find you and what you're up to at the moment. So at Gareth Hotspurs on Twitter, um, football coach, um, moan a lot. Obviously, um, a lot of my tweets are Spurs loaded. So look, you'll always get an honest assessment whether that's good or bad. Um, it depends on the result. Um, but I at Yars Hotspurs on Twitter. Um, James, I'll give you a shout for the Milan second leg. I'm going to that, so I might give you a, a shout. Yeah, right, mate. Yeah, wicked. That'd be great. Good to see you, man. Let's all follow each other. For sure. Definitely. Well, Gareth, Leo, James, thanks so much for coming back um, after this 4 1 defeat at Leicester. I will see you on the next show when I'll be in Milan. Hopefully, we will get the win. Saying out in Milan. Um, <laughs> until the next show, come on you Spurs. Come on you Spurs. Cheers guys. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.